This week on The Zone of Truth, Griff and I host the HLP's resident wildcard, Brooks Campbell, to discuss the wild and wonderful world of coffee. We sample different brews of the stimulating bean, creature feature the double encounter in the Beasts of Darkness Hall, and bombard Brooks with questions from our listeners. I'm your host, Steve, in studio with your GM and my co-host, Griffin. Roll a will save. You're in the zone of truth. We're back. We're back. We're back again. Uh, Griff, you know what day this drops, right? 23rd of December. Whew, right before Christmas. Yeah, you know, I I know not all of our listener base celebrates, but I know a lot of us around the table do. I'm really excited. I'm going to be traveling home to the beautiful, windy city of Chicago. Going to see the folks. Going nice. to open some presents. Maybe have some holiday brews. Yeah, I figured probably heavy on the brews. Yeah, I guess reverse <laughs> order. Brews. Presents, presents, bruise. Parents, bruise. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, what are you doing for the holidays, man? Heading back to Philly. Gonna see my family as well. Yeah, Haley going with you? Yep, she's coming along. Nice, nice, nice. That's That'll be fun. You're gonna have some bruise as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? I'm gonna be bruised when I come back. That's the truth, man. Well, uh, you know, minimal bullshit up at the top. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we want to get done today, and we've got a whole lot of things to cover today. So without further ado, um, you're headed back home to Philly. And when last time we were there, we ran into your dad, put on a little zone of truth Yeah, we action. ran into him. We just ran, ran into, into my him. dad. We didn't stay in my house. Ran into him. Uh, uh, but having ha- 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 to bump into you uh, in your own house. I didn't know he was going to be there. <laughs> um, but we ended up recording a zone of truth where we just talked about beer because you know beer's a big part of the show and we got a lot of really good positive feedback from the people that listened to that episode i don't know if they just loved your dad or kind of liked us taking a break and having fun talking about some stuff that we normally don't talk about but we're gonna do a little bit more of that today yeah it's gonna be a good time yeah so i'll tell you what i love coffee and although you know it's a big part of my daily routine I'm not a diehard coffee guy. I don't know the ins and outs of it. But that's why we're bringing in a specialist. Welcome to the show, Brooks Gamble. Hey, hey. Uh, of course. Always glad to be here. And Are we starting with other stuff? <laughs> it's, that's Somewhere a very good question. Um, There's so many beverages in front of I me. I know. There are a lot of beverages. Um, we'll, we'll start with coffee. All right, we'll start let's with do coffee. It, yeah. All right, there is a uh, the tall mug in front of us. Mm-hmm. It's got the stopper. So I want to I want to set the scene a little bit for our listeners here. Uh, Griff, myself, and Brooks are sitting around the table. We each have about six different beverages in front of us. A couple beers that are coffee flavored, and just a couple uh, regular and odd cups of coffee. So we're going to be trying them all. We're going to rate and review them for the listeners. And in between uh, rating and reviewing them, we're going to be chatting about coffee and our habits and stuff. Um, we're going to be going through for a one to five scale on what we think of the coffee. And uh, that's kind of it. It'll well, be fun. That's not it. I mean, you forgot what something. What am I missing? What do you think you're missing? Well, I just wanted to uh, put on some Sirenscape here. 
This comes from the Windsong Caverns sound set. This is called The Whole Choir Sings. The Whole Choir Sings. Yep. It's just wind whistling through caves. So, Brooks, what is this first coffee? The first one is... Well, uh, first, before we have uh, anything, everything coffee that is not the cold brew or the AeroPress uh, is from Crimson Cup, one of my absolute favorite local really small chains, I guess, just because they have like two... They have a couple shops. Yeah, two or three, but uh, they are fantastic. But the first one is uh, Drip Coffee. And if this sucks, we're going to take them to task. All right, I'm going to give this a try here. Now, you haven't added anything to these, right? We're drinking them black? That's correct. That's correct. Perfect. Which is the way I, I like my coffee that doesn't necessarily fall to everybody, but uh, I like it that way. I'll tell you what, man. So do I. I, uh, I forced myself to start drinking coffee because when I started working at my, my job um, out of college, I had to start really, really early in the morning, like two or three in the morning, and I knew that I needed something to pick me up. And I knew that I had to start drinking coffee. But if I started putting cream and sugar in it when I forced myself to drink coffee, I would never stop. Yeah. yeah. So it's just added cream and sugar and unhealthy stuff I didn't need. So I forced myself to drink it black, and I have grown to really, really appreciate it. That is uh, almost the exact opposite way of how I started. Yeah. I I mean, I started as a a teenager just in the regular... uh, pot like household pot of coffee with maxwell house and everything like that and i needed all of the cream and sugar in there Mm -hmm. but that was just because i didn't think there was a good way to do it and it was always going to taste the same no matter what and uh well being here in columbus really is what opened my eyes as to other ways that it can possibly be made and what's important about how it's made so, so tell me about what we just drank here. That's some drip coffee. It's pretty tasty. Yeah. It's not blowing me away, but that's a solid cup of joe, man. Tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, just regular drip coffee is going to be your uh, filtered, like, through, uh, through a filter that has the grounds set in that with hot water running over the top of it uh, can be done very, very well. Um, and I think that Crimson Cup has done it very well. So this would be maybe if, if you were trying to replicate this at home, this is your, this would come out of like a classic Mr. Coffee machine that you picture in every American kitchen. Exactly. Okay. So how are we rating this guy? So we're going to be going one to five, uh, one being the lowest five being the highest. And we're going to get, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of creative Liberty here. When you give me your numerical score, you're rating it on one to five. Um, and that's an increasing quality in the side effects of coffee. So a five to you might be a very pleasant buzz that helps get you through the day out in that caffeine. A one could be um, coffee so bad you need to take an explosive coffee shit um, during an important business meeting. That's fair. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go first or last? Uh, go ahead and go first, man. All right. I'd call this one uh, four. A four. Yeah, yeah. This is a very good cup of drip coffee. Okay, I w- I was going to go a tiny bit lower than you. I was going to go for oh, what, what's the side effect for your four? 
Oh, um, side effect being, I would be very comfortable drinking this uh, at as it cools down, and uh, no, no uh, after effects in the bathroom, but keeping me awake through the day. Okay. Okay. For me, I was I was going a little closer to a three. I really liked it. Um, I, I thought there could be maybe a little bit more kick, but I, you know what? A three's good. That's a good score. Um, so I'm going to say I've got a pretty decent coffee buzz off this, but I'm definitely going to have to go take like a take a piss. Yeah, I think for me, the thing that surprised me about this cup of drip coffee is that uh, it's it's pretty much lukewarm right now. And it's still very drinkable at lukewarm. Kind of mm-hmm. to your point, Brooks, like it, usually when a coffee starts to get colder, unless it's like specifically cold brew, I start enjoying it less. So I'm going to I'm going to echo your opinion. I think this is probably a four. I think this is helping me uh, power through my spreadsheets in the morning. Ooh, OK, nice. Yeah, that makes sense. This is helping me uh, study my stat blocks for later today. <laughs> All right. So so. Let's answer a question here, and then uh, we'll get back into the coffee tasting. So, what's your daily coffee routine, if you have one? Brooks. All right. Well, I have a very specific uh, single-serving brew method at work that I solely use uh, myself, just because I'm usually the only one in the office at the time, but uh, an AeroPress. And so when I get in in the morning, I'll make it fresh. Uh, I do not have anything waiting for me in the morning right when I wake up. And I don't have enough time to make a pour over uh, before I have to leave. Yeah, I, I, have a, I, I cut it pretty close in the morning to when I get up to the time I need to walk out the door. So for me, um, I have a French press. I, uh, you know, throw some grounds in there. I get water heated up, I pour the water in and press it through after a little bit of time. Um, the coffee's never great. I'm not, no. I'm not, I'm particularly good at it. Maybe I need to learn a little bit and change my methods here. But what is great is I have a very cool Kylo Ren tumbler that I take to work full of coffee. You're such a child. <laughs> <laughs> How does anyone at work take you seriously ever? People... Love me. I bring a lot of character to the office, Griffin. Yeah, character doesn't really make me uh, trust your judgment on trade compliance, but that's just me. That's true. I've definitely had meetings with, with like very important people in our organization, and I'm here with my like derpy Star Wars coffee, like talking about trade regulation. It reaches up too high as Star Wars underwear peeks out. <laughs> Has happened. Um, how about you, dude? What's going on, uh, Griff? What you got? You know, I'm not the biggest coffee drinker in the world, to be honest. I, When I do drink coffee in the morning, it's usually because Haley and I have made a batch of cold brew, and we kind of have a picture of it in the, in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Realistically, guys, I'm not a huge fan of warm beverages. And I think that's really why something like a cold brew I really enjoy. I always drink my coffee black, but hot coffee kind of, I don't know. I have a sensitive little mouth. I, it, it, it hurts when it's, uh, when it's too hot and I don't, I don't like it. And then, and kind of to my point before, when it gets that lukewarm, if it's not really good coffee, I usually don't enjoy it. I'm just like, uh, this kind of tastes like shit. 
That's, but that's a good observation. I think I agree with that. I caffeinate myself in another way, which we'll get to later. But as for now, let's try another coffee. So, Brooks, what do you got here for us, man? This next one, I I am really glad Griffin brought that up because I think this one's going to be Griffin's favorite. This is a nitro brew. Oh, baby, yeah, you nail on the head there. Wow. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, that's good. So it comes out of a brew spout, uh, meant to be served very cold, and has uh, nitrogen flowing uh, flowing through it as it's uh, being brewed. So that's uh, what keeps it as very, very light, but extremely flavorful. Um, And it's, yeah, meant to be served chilled. So... Yeah, it's like almost sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this one specifically. I really like this one specifically is uh, a darker roast of it and has uh, distinct chocolate notes to it. Yeah, what do you what do you think, Griff? Oh yeah, this this one's you hit the nail on the head, Brooks. This is exactly the kind of coffee I'd like to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gonna be a it's gonna be a five for me. This is something I actually see myself. Out on out on a out on a sun porch on a on a nice summer day summer morning drinking this guy reading the paper oh nice that's, that's my five ooh nice good call I think I'm also gonna bump it up there I think uh, um I mean fuck it well like like why should I fuck around this is this is good coffee it's really tasty was this a crimson cup one as well yes okay um. Crimson Cup's doing us they're doing us well today. I'm going to give this one a five as well. So uh, for me, that five is because it's cold. Um, that's like, a yeah, it's a really hot day and I'm kind of hungover, but transitioning out of my hangover to the point where now I need some caffeine to restart my day. And maybe I got to go somewhere and I get in my car and it's hot and I'm feeling like shit because I'm already kind of sweaty because I'm hungover. And then I, then I start drinking that coffee cools me down and revitalizes me turn up the ac in the car put on some tunes that's a good time that's bringing me back from the brink well you know that's a five because that scenario never turns out that way (laughs) (laughs) you drink coffee on a hangover and you immediately have coffee and beer shits well this is a later in the day oh later in the day later in the day not right in the morning not in the morning evacuated already yes okay i'm Definitely with Steve on this. It is a middle of the day coffee for me. I, I'm not a huge fan of uh, cold coffee in the morning or really too late in the evening. And so, yeah, this is that coffee. Definitely what I would see myself uh, walking around the city with. Oh, this yeah. would be my yeah, choice for that. Yeah, I feel like coffee to me, like the cold coffee wakes me up a little bit better. It's kind of like a cold shower, but but I can you know I see the merits of like in the morning and at night. It's kind of comforting to have something warm because it's generally the coldest part of the day, and especially in the winter now, it's like fuck. It's it's morning and night all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit about those side effects that you get from coffee, though. Obviously, you get a little caffeine buzz, but what, what else does coffee do to you guys? Because it, it, it's, it seems to affect different people in different ways. I can top this one off. 
Sure. Uh, for me, and maybe it's just because I'm used to drinking stuff with a little bit more caffeine than a cup of coffee. It doesn't. It doesn't get me to like a jittery state ever. Mm-hmm. I, and I think I've just been drinking caffeine for long enough that it doesn't really affect me in that way. It does make me a little bit more alert. It definitely like I will drink a cup of coffee and without fail take a dump an hour later. That's that's my big effect. I mean, it, it'll just like I know when to drink it. I know like oh I have a meeting for an hour this morning. I am not going to drink coffee before I get into work. You know, I've heard, and I, I I don't know the science to back this up, but it's not necessarily the coffee or the caffeine that makes that happen to you. It's like the warmness in their stomach and going through your body really loosens you up. See, I would disagree because it happens to me with energy drinks. It happens really? to me, yeah, with Zip Fizz. Hmm. It definitely happens to me when I use pre-workout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's a whole different beast. That's, that's <laughs> like, that is a different zone of truth. They, they call it no explode, but they should call it yes explode. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, as as for me, I usually don't have the coffee shits. Um, uh, what co- I, you, I think I'm fairly similar to you in that I would have to drink a fair amount of coffee to get me jittery, um, like like a pretty considerable amount. But I definitely can feel before and after effects when I get about halfway through that uh, Kylo Ren tumbler. Uh, when I get about halfway through, like I'm, I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. It, it'll pick me up. I, I really like it. Um, but sometimes you get that like I'm so focused in my work with the coffee that like I just lose an hour or two. I blink and I've done a lot of things, but just, the time's gone by fast. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a it's really determined by how you drink it. Like I've seen people at work that come in with like basically a thermos of coffee and down that shit and are drinking it all morning. I'm not that kind of person. I will drink a cup of coffee in the morning and maybe a cup of coffee after lunch. Sure. Brooks, how about you, man? You get any side effects? Oh yeah. Um, definitely. You guys are definitely on the same page as I am with not being super jittery and, very much so alert after it I don't necessarily get the shits from it definitely notice uh, how many times I have to pee though oh yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I can't believe we haven't brought that up <laughs> you guys really left me hanging on the coffee shits <laughs> can't believe it so there's that for me again I don't have to I can drink quite a bit of it before I get jittery jittery um. Man. Well, oh, uh, the other thing, if I don't have caffeine within about like somewhere like past noon or so, my headaches get really, really, really bad. Oh, so you get the caffeine Ooh. headache? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely like addicted to caffeine. One hundred percent. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a funny story about this. So I don't have it quite that bad, but after a day or two, I'll start getting, I'll start getting a headache. And when I used to live with Tim, um, one time, Tim, we would alternate who bought coffee. And one time Tim accidentally bought decaf, but it was a, a bag of coffee that really did not advertise decaf. It was on there, but it was very tiny print. Yeah. Um, and so during the week, you know, I had my Monday coffee, my Monday coffee, and was just like kind of slugging it through the day, like it felt like shit. 
And then I had my Tuesday and I felt worse. And then Wednesday and I was trying and I started trying to like go to bed earlier. I was like, what's wrong with me? I was feeling like dog shit. I thought I was getting sick. And then Friday ran- came around and I turned to this girl I work with and I was like getting irate with people. Like it was <laughs> becoming an unpleasant human being to be around. Um, so everyday operation. <laughs> pretty much. Um, I mean, unpleasant to be around in, in ways you're not familiar with. Okay. Um, but it, so Friday rolls around and it's lunchtime and I turned to the girl I, I was sitting next to at work and I was just like, I'm going to go get an energy drink. Like I need something. And so the two of us went to the gas station. I got an energy drink. I probably had three sips of that thing and felt like heaven. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it just turned it off for me. It was back. I came back home. I ripped him a good one when I found out that it was decaf. I was mad, but, um, yeah, it hit me bad. So, uh, on that note, let's get more caffeine in our bloodstream, guys. What's yeah. next, Brooks? This is a single serve pour over coffee. So it is, uh, grounds over the top of a filter, but it is a hand poured style. So, the way that that happens is you're able to very much so control the gram weight of beans to the grams of water being added. And with that, you can also fully saturate all of the beans very evenly. And while you do that, you make sure that all of them have the same amount of contact with the water and every bean is as well has the same amount of like flavor taken out of it as the rest of the beans with a drip method you usually just get it right down the center and the outer edges aren't necessarily soaked or saturated the right at the same time and so with this hand poured method it is extremely even throughout and has a very very calculated amount of water to beans okay all right that's this a- is really weird for me is this weird for you too just watching brooks be like very uh very thorough and like articulate on a subject this is how he must be at work man i know it's <laughs> scary it's a side of brooks i i haven't really seen oh yeah buddy that's it's different yeah that's uh that i can tell right away the flavor is Whoa! Much more potent in that. Mm-hmm. It is. A, it's different than the uh, than the drip coffee, as far as the beans and the the flavors that those bring through, as well as the nitro brew. It would have been nice to have like all of them be the same beans, but I like different beans for different brew methods. Th- that to me tastes. Kind of, it has a taste that falls in between the two. Mm-hmm. Like it's not quite as yeah. sweet as the nitro. Tastes a little bit more like your traditional drip coffee, but like a bolder, brighter execution of it. It's good. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And this is what I make at home for, or like in the on the weekends when I do have that little bit of extra time. We're well, gonna rate this guy. Let's let's rate it, man. I'm going to give it a four again because it's not really my style of coffee, but I can definitely see the merit of it, and it tastes very good. Um, to me, it's a, the the little extra bit of bitterness, I think, is something that 
while I could in, enjoy in tasting it, I don't know that I'd want a full cup of it over something like the nitro. So, um, I think it's, you know, maybe I've gotten up to go to the bathroom once in the past, um, in the past hour and a half, but it's only been a pee. So mm, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I think it's fucking great. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a four and a half on there. Um, you I, can't half metrics. We may as well be on a 10 point scale then. Well, <laughs> I'm the one that made the rules. So yeah, but you're breaking your own rules. All right, fine. Um, you know what? Sorry, Crimson Cup, uh, because Griffin wants to be rules lawyer here. It's all, <laughs> I was only getting a four. <laughs> Uh, it's very good. It's it's a it's a great great execution of this type of coffee. Um, for me, this symptom is uh, somebody at work is uh, explaining a concept to me that I think is really really boring and doesn't pertain to what I need to do. Um, but the caffeine has given me the uh, the energy and focus to stay in, in you know engaged in that conversation and contribute when my base instinct is telling me no. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. This is uh this one's a 5 for me along with the the nitro if I didn't say that before. Uh, I can not only get through all of the things that I need to very quickly be be alert, but I can enjoy life at the same time. I I can definitely taste all of the coffee and be able to feel every one of the effects with it so it's it's a five five from me respectable score so um we're gonna try another coffee but before we do that i want to talk a little bit about alternatives to coffee uh because i know griff's not a huge coffee guy or at least not an everyday coffee guy um i certainly love coffee but i usually don't drink it later in the day and i'll switch to other alternatives and i know uh brooks also uh you know takes caffeine in other forms as well so uh for me i like energy drinks a lot yeah, I feel yeah i'm either. a sucker for them mm-hmm. uh i like me some rockstar some amp energy those are good times back in the day i used to get cans of shockwave from the shockwave. dollars from the, from the dollar store what about balls oh no but listen <laughs> to this they had a, a, a it was actually a diet shockwave i used to drink them with my mom all the time um <laughs> Me and but mom on the front porch drinking shockwaves, throwing you, the cans at the kids that pass by. You know how it is. Um, we had, they were, it was like a diet, um, it was a diet energy drink, and they had an orange varietal that tasted like just like crushed soda. It was fucking delicious, and it, you get a good buzz off it. Yeah, in terms of other forms of caffeine, I probably use them more than coffee. I like me some Zip Fizz, folks. You're going to have to get a Costco membership if you want to know what I'm talking about. But it is all of your daily vitamins, as well as several hundred milligrams of caffeine mixed into one powder of the gods. You mix it with some water, and it really is delicious. That is some good stuff. And if you get in with the lady at Costco that makes the samples on the weekends, she'll give you a whole water bottle of it. Yeah, she'll hook you up. She'll hook you up, and it's that's a great trip to Costco. Recently, we discovered the uh, the crushed ice in water and Zipfizz slushy. Zipfizz slushy. <laughs> Get a little vodka in there. Ooh, good times. So that brings me to my next point. Zipfizz, as along with other. 
caffeine substitutes that are these powder flavor things and Mio are great with like a vodka water drink. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. wanna if you wanna mix your caffeine and your alcohol, which we never do. It's irresponsible to mix caffeine and alcohol. <laughs> Listeners, please consult a physician before mixing <laughs> caffeine and alcohol. They'll probably tell you not to. Brooks, on, on this subject, what, what you got, man? You have any alternatives to coffee? I mean, you're a big coffee head, but what else is out there for you? Absolutely. Well, back in the day, I would drink the tall cans of Jolt. You have a photo pulled up on your iPad of that can, and it is horrifying. Like, I'm scared looking at that can. Oh, yeah. it's it's. Griff, take a look at this. Comes in the same style that oh, the... Geez. The the monster like real tall the cans. tall tall like the uh, screw tops yeah the screw yeah. top yep so that was that was pretty much the start of it I will pretty much drink any energy drink I don't really have a, a distinct preference to which brand or anything like that um, the next is if I can't quite get the coffee or caffeine. A lot of B vitamins, or like mm. vitamins overall. I'll do a lot, a lot of those. Uh, pee uh, neon color. Pee some neon. Yeah, yep. Um, that and uh, caffeine and hydras is is another oh, alternative. I that I'll that do. Shit. <laughs> and so yeah, that's uh, in in powdered form, uh, much like. Well, slightly similar to to what you would see in uh, in a pill for like alertness. Oh, gotcha. You know, my old energy drink used to be um, used to be Nas. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I've never had one. Nas always looks like it looks like it's got like medical information <laughs> on the yeah. side of it, which looks terrifying. It was the first energy drink I mixed with vodka, and it was wonderful. Hey, I mean, I've seen enough Fast and Furious movies to know that Nas literally saves the day sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brooks, save our day and introduce us to the next coffee beverage we'll be drinking. Next coffee beverage is cold brew, straight from the uh, Haley Griffin household. Uh, so she, I'll caveat this with, <laughs> these are not good beans. But cold brew saves a lot of that in in the brew method. And so it's, um, it's definitely the best way to brew coffee when you aren't able to get a very specific grind size, as well as not taking the time to... Uh, like to actually brew one or or two cups at a time. There's definitely no reason why you can't heat up cold brew in the microwave a little bit. And so it's very versatile. I I, I like it. Um is Yeah, it, I mean this is my this is my like is morning go-to? coffee. Is is it blowing my socks off the way that uh some of these crimson cup beverages have? No, but I think it 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 serves its purpose. It's a very tasty brew that's um, that's made with minimal effort and, uh, you know, not like, like we've said, not the best beans, maybe. Um, I, I think it's a good job and, uh, I think it, f- you know, fulfills the purpose I'm, oh Jesus, fulfills the promise of the premise, right? It does exactly what it's trying to do. For sure. I'm going to give this, um, 
flavor-wise, I mean, the beans aren't great. It's very smooth. It's very easy to drink. But uh, I'm going to give it a three. It is kind of like my daily driver. Cheap as hell. Um, make it in a pitcher. Keep it in the fridge. This is probably four days old. <laughs> uh, and it, you know, it lasts and it holds up pretty well. Uh, so this one, I'm definitely middle of the road. I'm on my uh, I'm on my one hour poop time. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to hit it with a three as well. Maybe uh, prepared traditionally, it might be closer to a one or a two. Um, but the cold brew, I do think, saves it a little bit. I, I Like I said, I think it's doing exactly what it's set out to. It's pretty tasty. Um, three for me. I'm midway through my morning, and um, I'm definitely getting my latent coffee armpit sweats. Um, but I wore a dark t-shirt today, so uh, you can't really see. That's my side effect. Nice. Nice. This is about a three a three for me as well. Uh, I, I I enjoy it a lot. And and what does that three mean for you? Very similar to the regular drip coffee. Um, I'm able to very much so enjoy it at the same time as uh, being being alert and having uh, positive uh, positive alertness throughout the day, but. If you want, we can uh, jump into the right next one to get things moving. Let's just do that, man, because I think this is one you were pretty excited about, right? It is what I make every just about every day at work. Okay. Uh, my single-serving AeroPress. I'm going to give this a little bit of a try, and then I'm going to pass it down to Griff. Um, while we do this, tell us how this happens, man. Yeah. So this one is brewed very similar to a French press except a French press has you pushing water through the beans. This is more of a piston method where there is on the very bottom a paper filter, the beans, and then uh, water on top of, or like water bean mixture, and then an airtight seal on the very top and pressing the air through the water and coffee beans so that it is a bit of a not quite as forced as as a french press would be very fine uh, i like a finer grind on this and it's a very very short brew time yeah i'm i'm tasting this it's pretty good um it's it's light it, yes. it, it's it's not particularly sweet like some of the ones you've had earlier. It's certainly not particularly bitter or bold, but I think it's uh, you know it it's a good to me. This is a good like summer morning coffee. Absolutely. It, you know when we're getting into these winter months, I want something with a little bit more boldness uh, to wake me up to to open up my senses in the morning. Um, to wake you up inside. <laughs> save me. I just want this coffee to save me. Um, but this this particular coffee, I think, would be very good uh, summer mornings. You gonna rate it? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll hit this one for. I can't do halves. I'm not allowed <laughs> to allowed do halves. To do halves. I really wanted to uh, to give this one a half. I'm, I'm gonna give it another three. I think it's doing exactly what it what it's supposed to do. I think it's very tasty. Um, certainly not my favorite thing that we've tried today, but certainly really good. Same um, here. Yeah. Same here. Um, my, my, uh, side effect here is, uh, 
it's halfway through my morning. I'm starting to get my latent coffee sweats. Unfortunately, I am wearing a light-colored T-shirt, so people might start noticing. Uh, but I pull a, a classic maneuver, hop into the restroom, uh, grab some paper towels, sop it up, and... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> and no one can tell. Just wear dark shirts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, what, 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 what would you rate this as? Well, Brooks just said he gave it a three, but he didn't give us his... Uh... Hmm side effects yeah. oh um well it's just it's it's kind of the same same as every every other one sweats uh but it's still coffee and it curbs my uh definite he- uh headaches if i don't get caffeine all right griff what you got yeah i think i'm gonna give it a three as well maybe erring towards a four but uh i won't give it a 3.5 I I think it's I almost kind of like it when it's not as robust, I think. Okay. Um like that would be something that I would drink regularly. I wouldn't drink any of these crimson cup ones regularly. They I mean it's a little too much for somebody that doesn't drink coffee all the time. I can rate them high because I can see why they're really good. Mm-hmm. I can get the flavor in them, but for me, I'm a simple man. I want something that's um, that's smooth. That's what I prefer. In terms of effect for this um, for this coffee, my feet are wet. That's that's where I think I'm at. But it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like I've soaked through my socks, but I I don't have to get up and go anywhere. So like I'm not slipping around in my shoes. You know, I 100% know what you're talking about because my my hands and feet get very sweaty yeah. very soon not only because of the caffeine but because of my poor circulation and so that compiles and makes it so much worse yeah uh, unfortunately i can commiserate with with all of this <laughs> but for me it's it's my pits and my feet my hands are pretty much latently damp yeah so it doesn't even take coffee. Yeah, you might, I, I you, wake you up might in the need morning. to see a specialist. <laughs> I need Botox for my hands. <laughs> That's funny. I definitely have uh, that condition where you have like poor circulation in your hands, and then it they turn like pretty crazy colors when uh, when when they are cold. I, there's a there's a name. Well, there's a specific name for it, and I don't remember what it is specifically, but. I'll get like orange spots. It's like crazily orange spots. Yeah, and and if listener at home, you know what he's talking about, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter with hashtag uh, Brooks go see a doctor. No, just send and him the WebMD link. Oh, the WebMD <laughs> link. Yeah, that'd be much help, uh, help, more helpful. Not really treatable or really even that bad of a like condition. It's just visible. Is all it is. All right, never mind. Uh, use the hashtag. Uh, Brooks terminal condition. <laughs> Brooks terminal condition. <laughs> All right, uh, Brooks, you got anything else about this particular uh, brew before we move on to a little alcohol? Oh, yeah. So each one of these methods, I would say, favors different uh, roasting styles. So a darker roast that has the brew method where they sit in the 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 water is able to saturate through the beans just a little bit longer is going to be better off than a lighter roast in that situation 
So when we tried the AeroPress, we tried that with a lighter roast of beans. And with that and the brew method and time being very, very short, those deeper, richer flavors aren't necessarily as favorable or don't come out as much in that bean roast. And so it's favorable. And our nitro was a darker roast that had a lot more rich coffee, or excuse me, chocolate flavors to it. And so depending on how you how you like it, it's uh, some methods are slightly more favorable than others, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So you'd, you'd pair the beans with a particular method is what you're, what you're going for. Like if you like X type of beans, you should prepare your coffee like this. Yes. Or like there's a best, there's a best way to prepare a certain type of beans, right? Well, see that that's where it's slightly challenging because it's not necessarily the, uh, a brew method is best for a type of beans or like a type of roast. It's just that it further brings out some flavors more than others sometimes. It's So it's an imprecise science. Exactly. Gotcha. And <laughs> I mean, the best, what I always love, love, love to say about coffee is the best cup of coffee is the way you like it. And whether that's with a bunch of cream and sugar, that's totally fine. One of uh, my coworkers, he really, really likes bold and like burnt flavors to coffee. And so, and, and so what I was able to uh, like give him advice on is definitely use a drip coffee. You're going to grind them to way too small way too small for the brew method and then use a lot of extra beans and so that that gives him all of the flavors that he likes out of the coffee and at a coffee shop i guess he would probably like an americano more so than just the regular drip coffee that a coffee shop would be able to supply very fair. Um, I want to talk about my best or my favorite cup of coffee, and that's the cup of coffee that's sitting in this bottle in front of me. So we're about to uh, try a a beer. This is the Daybreak beer from Wolf's Ridge Brewing here in Columbus. It's my favorite brewery in Columbus. This is the coffee vanilla cream ale, light bodied, brilliant clarity, iced coffee. I fucking love this beer. It's oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm definitely not going to pretend like this is my first time having it. Yeah. I mean, I specifically, it's just plain good. I specifically... I, I've, I've had it on the show. Definitely. <laughs> I like their variants on Daybreak. Yes. They have the uh, they have like a, a cinnamon toast crunch one that you can get in their tap room. Yeah. Didn't they Fucking have a great. creamsicle Sure one? did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, their variants. Because Daybreak is such a... It's a very clean, light, uh, but still has that roastiness of a coffee so think like even lighter than a brown ale it, but it it still packs that kind of roastiness that is pretty unique to this beer when I, you think about it i feel like a lot of these sort of vanilla or coffee infused beers 
tend to be your stouts and your porters, your heavier stuff. And see, and this is like a this is, this is a cream ale. And when you pour it into a regular glass, it's pretty amber. I mean, not even amber, but you know, kind of yellowy in color. It's it's a lot lighter than you would think. Yes, and a it, golden color for sure. Yes, and for for how much flavor it has, I'm shocked that it feels as light and it and it looks as light as it is. Cream ale, I I think helps it in in this scenario because when you when you drink a coffee, even though we've all been drinking black coffee this entire show, you think of something a little creamier, a little um, with a little bit more body, and a cream ale kind of gives you that in a lighter beer. And so infusing that with coffee is a brilliant move. Oh, yeah. I specifically picked this out uh, to have us try 100% favorite coffee-infused, coffee-flavored beer of all time. I love it with stouts, but this takes the cake 100%, no doubt. And it's only 5%. You could drink these all day. Oh yeah, I like routinely crush six packs of these. They're so good. They're 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 the beer that I usually treat myself to um, when I like it's my birthday or something. I'll have I'll have a bunch of these. They're tasty. Um, but I also brought something to the table, guys. <laughs> I'm ready. So two weeks ago, I knew we wanted to do this. We've been we've been sitting on this idea for an episode for a while, and I was swinging by the gas station. And I found, oh, by the way, I give the Daybreak a five out of five. Oh, um, obviously. 100. Yep. Oh, was that yeah. not apparent? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty apparent. Um, I was swinging by the gas station, and I saw this absolute fucking atrocity. This is the Pabst Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. Um, I the, the lady that was working the register was so disappointed in me when I bought this, it was actually comical. And I told her I was reviewing this for Instagram. Cause I didn't want to explain podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reviewing this on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> My 250 followers. Yep. Uh, so guys, I'm worried, but let's crack into these. All right. I, I have am... to smell this first. I, Oh am... dude, <clears throat> that smells so fucking sweet. Oh boy. Oh no. You know, I've never had really oh, like a fuck. bad coffee flavored That's anything. That's not good, dude. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. It tastes it's it's almost tastes like peanut butter it or something yeah, in there. Yeah, it tastes like a fucking horrible yoo-hoo. Bah. <laughs> That's fucking foul. It's really bad. <laughs> I mean like not in a like like a bad boozy way just in a this taste i mean this is like if you injected some sort of like cinnamon or peanut butter sugar into one of those starbucks uh gas station like frappuccino, frappuccino things so even think even sweeter than that i gotta know what's happening to the left of me because brooks just took like six ounces of this down <laughs> <laughs> wasn't quite that much but um it is I am very surprised that it's not uh, carbonated. I was kind of expecting it to be for some reason, but it is a it is a an alcoholic frappuccino. I I don't think it's overly uh, sweet compared to a frappuccino. They're both extremely sweet, as sweet as it can get, one hundred percent. 
I mean, this is giving me a stomach ache. I do, I do kind of like the frappuccinos, though, as like a very dirty pleasure. What is this whack ass aftertaste that I'm getting to, dude? Like, it's it just like chemicals. Around. It's just chemicals, man. Oh, it's it's uh, artificial sweetener. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Oh boy. I don't mind it. Mind it. I mean, I, like, think about like, think if you had bought a six pack of that, like. It was a four pack. We still got two more to get oh, through after dude. these. Man, um, that's really not. I, it's not. It's not my cup of joe. For for what it is, I would say it's a two. I'm, I'm giving it a straight one. I'm gonna have to take an awful shit after this. I know it. I'm giving. Yeah, I'm giving this a fucking zero. Uh, I I'm I'm presenting a business case, and I have to violently leave the room to evacuate my bowels. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's just not it's not putting me in my happy place. I have to like get the daybreak back into me so I can get the taste of that out of my mouth. Yeah, my my effect. I bet, I bet Emily's gonna like this a lot. I think she will. We should definitely <laughs> save her some because I certainly don't want to oh, yeah. drink one. Yeah, uh, my my effect. Uh, it, it it's iffy. I um. This this sounds perfect for a car ride. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to pick that apart. Um, guys, I had a whole lot of fun doing this. Uh, we'll have to do this kind of stuff again. And I guess we'll see what the what the fans have to say, too. I'd love to dive into some other kinds of topics. Yeah, get everybody in yeah. for what the other things they do in their life. Yeah, besides yeah. Pathfinder, which basically is most of our lives at this point. Um, and my tat. Coffee tat. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We definitely brought that up before, but yeah, you've got a you got a tattoo of the coffee, right? That's true. That's true. Uh do we want to get into that now or a very brief description? Yeah, you know, yeah, pound out a description. Maybe we'll throw up a photo on the Instagram or something and then let's get moving. Okay. That's yeah. a good way to wrap it up. I, I do have a uh, Chemex style uh coffee uh coffee process with a heart filter. I, I really enjoy coffee. I'm very passionate about it. And as with any passion, I believe that you really have to pour your heart into it to, uh, to really enjoy it. And that's why I have the, the heart there, uh, like anatomical heart uh, for the filter. But um, that, that's definitely a, a big part of it. And as far as my scientific background it's coffee itself is a very uh, it's a process and processing and chemical process is is my jam so it, it fits a lot of different uh, or it checks a lot of boxes for me and i i really enjoy it well great man i i, I really i think it's really cool um and like you said you really pour your heart into stuff um i would uh, put forward that you pour over your heart into stuff <laughs> while wow, that fucking bombed there's there's a great pun, there's a great play on words in there well, he certainly <laughs> likes to drip on people fuck oh okay um <laughs> all right let's just do something else okay <laughs> all right um let's start talking back about the real show here so recently we fought a mimic sarcophagus and a mummy at the same time. 
by now the listeners will have heard the Leech fight and the Vargul fight, but I think there's some after effects from that fight that are going to bleed over into episode 72 that has not come out yet. So we're going we're gonna to ignore that for today. Shh, hush, hush. Um, we're going to be talking about this encounter, and uh, Griffin, how, how about you just kick this off, man? Sure. This was definitely an interesting encounter because you had an attack coming from both sides of the room and it was hidden from you both sides of the room very effectively I thought I mean there's a sarcophagus on either side of the room but this is kind of a museum-y place so that's not super out of place the first thing you guys saw was that pile of chains in the Mm -hmm. middle of the room the mummy was known to be a living mummy it was chained well living in air quotes it was chained up in the sarcophagus. You know, somebody let it go. We never, mm. we never did figure out what the chains were for. Yep, and I completely forgot about them. And, yeah, yeah I think we, I think we just kind of forgot about them. Well, because I remember Brooks being very apprehensive when Ikmer went into the room. That's why Ikmer was in the middle of the room because that's where the chains were, mm-hmm. and he had said something along the lines of, "Oh." That's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. That's because he has seen Matumbe like pulled to the wall type of thing that we saw in the prison initially. And so that's that's what it made me think of. But I don't think we ever actually got to the point of like remembering it in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. So you're checking out this the first sarcophagus when you enter the room, and that's the one that's the mimic. The mimic is attempting to mimic the sarcophagus across the room from it. And the mimic doesn't know ancient Assyriani either. Okay. So when Matumbe is investigating it, that's kind of why I gave you the... You can tell this isn't even real writing. Yeah, because even if he... I I would imagine, even if he doesn't know ancient Assyriani, knowing Assyriani, he could identify it. Right. Maybe he can't read it, or maybe if he can, he can only pick out one or two words that, you know, were transitioned into the new language, but he certainly wouldn't be fluid. However, he could tell that, like, oh, that does, none of this makes sense. Exactly. I had you basically, with that ling- linguistics check, you would have expected to at least pick out a couple of things, and you didn't pick up anything. You kind of rubbed your hand across it, and you got stuck to the mimic. So let me talk a little bit about a mimic, because uh, it's... This is honestly the first time I've run a Mimic. I know they're a pretty iconic creature, but they just haven't come up a lot. They're only a CR4 creature, which seems weird because it was pretty effective in this combat. Maybe because you were all surrounding it and because it had a buddy. That and I think the glue. Yeah. For us being such a melee-focused party... Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll get into the glue in a second. I want to read the SRD description of a mimic. Mimics are thought to be the result of an alchemist's attempt to grant life to an inanimate object through the application of an eldritch reagent, the recipe for which is long lost. Over time, these strange but clever creatures have learned the ability to transform themselves into simulcra, or however you say it, of man-made objects, particularly in locations that have infrequent traffic by, small number, by a small number of creatures, thus increasing their odds of successfully attacking their victims. Though mimics are not inherently evil, some sages believe 
that mimics attack humans and other intelligent creatures for sport rather than for sustenance. The desire to complete, completely fool others is thought to be a part of their being, and their surprise attacks against others are a culmination of those desires. That's a mimic. So the special abilities of a mimic are its adhesive, <laughs> mm -hmm. which it used to great effect. A mimic exudes a thick slime that acts as a powerful adhesive holding fast any creatures or items that touch it. An adhesive-covered mimic automatically grapples any creature it hits with a slam attack. A weapon that strikes an adhesive-coated mimic is stuck fast until the wielder succeeds at a DC-17 reflex save. A successful DC-17 strength check is needed to pry off a stuck weapon. Strong alcohol or universal solvent dissolves the adhesive, but the Mimic can still grapple normally. So, that's what you guys were facing. One change I did make that's written in here. Opponents so grappled cannot get free while the Mimic is alive without removing the adhesive first. So, when, like, an Eclipse was grappled by it, Technically, she couldn't make the strength check to pry herself off. Same with Matumbe touching it. So it. So you're I, stuck I, to it till it dies. Oh boy! I, I, an eclipse used. I thought it was freedom of movement. Yep. Okay. To get out wow. of it. Yeah. So freedom of movement. I feel like should be enough to get out of it. Yeah. But again, it's an adhesive, and it says in the description that you need to dissolve the adhesive to get out of the grapple. Oof. So I didn't I didn't play it that way, but GMs out there, you could play it that way. I felt that was a little punishing with a constrict on top of it. It, it seems extreme, but I mean, not necessarily in that bad of a way, but for the... In what, it, what it is and what it can possibly do... It does kind of seem extreme. Like you don't really have an out in any sort of way, except for a very specific, like pour acid all over it. Everybody takes the acid damage, and then it like dissolves the. Well, if you guys had universal solvent, that would be helpful. It's a pretty cheap thing. It might be something that like one of you picks up in the future. It's it's literally just you know a very. It's almost like rubbing alcohol, kind of, and it it removes a lot of things like this, a lot of stickiness. Well, that's really strange because there is a universal solvent, and that's water. In the, <laughs> in the science world, that's what it is. <laughs> um, so, realistically, it's only a CR4 because it's got a 16 AC, so you guys were hitting it very consistently. It's only got 52 health. Uh, it's got a slam at a plus 10, 1d8, plus 6, plus adhesive, so when it hits you... It sticks to you, and that's where it gets the free grapple. And it has constrict, which is another 1d8 plus 6. So that's a particularly dangerous combination because realistically, it only has to hit you. Yeah. If it can hit you, you're automatically grappled because of the adhesive, and then it automatically gets the constrict. I definitely see the CR4 here because I feel like this could. I mean, for us, a very melee-focused party, it was it got to be a little challenging, especially adding the extra combatant, but we'll get into that later. Um, I mean, imagine if we had, like, a monk or a shifter or somebody that has a lot of natural attacks. That's a whole big problem. Yeah. But, um, conversely, if we were a much more ranged-focused or spellcasty-focused uh, party, I mean, we just put some distance between us and it, knock it down. Yeah, it doesn't Not move that particularly bad. fast. Um 
So that's the mimic. The mummy was in the other sarcophagus. And it was a bog-standard mummy, aside from one thing. It had that ring of the ram, Mm -hmm. which it used to attempt to push Eclipse off. Is is that written into the tactics? No. Yeah. Of course not. I didn't and it was it was dangerously uh, close to yeah. doing what should it. have been written into the tactics, I think, is that it should have its tactics should have been to push you into the mimic. That would be much more interesting. Because yeah. if it pushed you into the mimic, and I was thinking about doing that, but you guys were all right around the mimic anyway, and I had somebody grappled, so it was kinda like meh. That's a fucking alley-oop. Yeah, that's an alley-oop. It's like, <laughs> that would be, you, push, you just push everybody into the mimic, which is then doing constrict. Crazy. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. It's an awesome item, but uh, a bog-standard mummy is still pretty powerful. It's got that despair aura, which is a DC will, 16 will save or be paralyzed by fear for 1d4 rounds, which happened to Ikmer and happened to Eclipse at one point. Uh, it's got mummy rot on its attack which is brutal mm-hmm. it's a curse and a disease it's a DC 16 fortitude save so Lyra saved on it by like two mm-hmm. Hickmer um, saved on that Hickmer saved on it as well the effect is once per day you take 1d6 con and 1d6 charisma damage there's no cure so once you get it it's with you until like it, you can't roll another fortitude save to cure from it so, mummy rot is both a curse and a disease and can only be cured if the curse is first removed, at which point the disease can be magically removed. Even after the curse element of mummy rot is lifted, a creature suffering from it cannot recover naturally over time. Anyone casting a conjuration healing spell on the afflicted creature must succeed at a DC 20 caster level check or the spell is wasted and the healing has no effect. Anyone who dies from mummy rot turns to dust and cannot be raised without resurrection or greater magic. Oof. So it hurts and it's tough because you need somebody to successfully cast, remove curse and remove disease in quick succession in order to be free of it. That sucks. That's tough. Mummy also had power attack, which was awesome because with power attack, it slam is like still at a plus 12 and it's 1d8 plus 16 plus mummy rot. That's so when it crits, it's no joke. I mean, that's how I got the 47 damage on Ikmer. Mm -hmm. It's just a huge hit. Uh, And, and I can see, you know, with other adventure pass, I'm mainly speaking about mummy's mask. Like when these mummies start to get class levels and stuff, they have this chassis, the CR five chassis to build on top of. And it gets very dangerous very fast. Fuck that. Right? I don't want to see this again. Yeah. Let's just fight other undead. Fuck mummies. I'll tell you what, I hate mummies. Uh, one thing to clarify that um, that I messed up in this encounter, because I was I got golems on the brain, uh, that the, the tankard actually doesn't uh, bypass its DR. Oh. It's DR dash, so... Nothing bypasses the DR except for, like, abilities that let you bypass DR. It's, like, not good. It's not, Hmm. like, adamantine is specifically for DR adamantine, so it does not work. But, I mean, it got you to switch to the worst of your two weapons anyway, so I'm okay giving you the... I don't think it would have materially changed the combat. 
Well, this was a this was a fun one. Like I said in the episode, I really, I mean, I, I know you always got something up your sleeve, but you know the way things were looking, I didn't think this was going to be as complex or as difficult as it turned out being. I mean, Eclipse literally almost died. We had a potential coup de gras on Lyra, so that's a possible player death. Um, Ikmer was paralyzed, taking pot shots for a hot second. Mm-hmm. This was not good. No, it it wasn't great. Once I got the paralysis on Ikmer and that crit, I was a little worried. When I got the crit on Lyra, I was pretty, you know, I was like, okay, we have about a uh, 40% chance that she's dead dead. Yeah, we were getting into some pretty dangerous time. I mean, she was negative four and I rolled a one and a two. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was a that was a rough one. It was fun, though, and certainly brought in a, a flavor that I wasn't really expecting. You know, we're playing Gothic Horror. There's really no reason for us to be encountering uh, sarcophagus mimics and mummies. Like, that's pretty cool. Well, that's one thing I love about the Schloss is that Count Cromark is so eccentric and, and loves collecting these things. And when things go haywire in this castle you have all kinds of different enemies to face and they made it really flavorful and let you bring in because this adventure path is very one type of enemy, one type of enemy, one type of enemy book one, ghost, ghost, ghost book two, golem, golem, golem until you're here. And then it's like smorgasbord. Yeah. Book three, werewolf, werewolf, werewolf. (laughs) Yeah. It really uh, doesn't give us a good opportunity to at least this particular part of the book two of this adventure really doesn't give us a good opportunity to apply the right buffs, you know, like prepare for this kind of stuff. Cause like you guys saw in episode 71, we didn't expect to fight a swarm of leeches. Yeah. It subverts your specialization. I think. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I think it brings out the fun in if we were to uh, walk into an evil, like night at the museum, yeah. 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 Boy, use Owen Wilson in a time like this. <laughs> <laughs> what class would Owen Wilson be? Well, he's a he'd be a diminutive cowboy. creature because I think he was uh, he was like yep. a little action figure. Or something, oh, but right? he'd be a gunslinger, right? Wasn't he a cowboy? Yep. Yeah. Yep. A diminutive gunslinger <laughs> <laughs> doing like one d two, but resolving against touch. <laughs> Even better, I think, would be uh, the Robin Williams. Oh boy, <laughs> the boy. Teddy Roosevelt, Robin Williams. Yeah. Fun, given those uh, odd odd advice, They're but still, still trying to he find love there. <laughs> with Pocahontas. <laughs> My God! All right, folks. Well, um, Brooks, any thoughts for from this encounter, or Griffin, anything else you want to bring to the table before we move on to our questions from our listeners? No, I'm ready for questions. Griffin touched on everything that I I thought was important. Sure. And as always, if you guys have more questions listening at home, feel free to reach out to Griff or the rest of us on our Discord or on any social media, whatever, if you want to hear more about what we're feeling in these encounters. They're a lot of fun. Like I said, they're subverting expectations. It's good times. But let's answer some questions. So similarly to when we had Brooks on for his, like, person-focused learn about Ikmer and all that kind of stuff, we had him go through a lightning round where we asked him some very specific questions that applied to everybody else. Getting Brooks back on just by himself, I reached out to our Discord community and said, hey, instead of those standardized questions that were asked before, do you have any Brooks-specific questions that you want to ask? So we're putting him back in the right lightning round. Brooks, 
Roll your reflex save, because I'm going to pepper you with questions. We're going to go through these kind of fast, all right, because we got a lot of them. All right. All right. Commodore asks, how much of Ikmer's role play? This is fun, because it's, I, I want to say about 75 Ikmer, 25 Brooks, uh, but there are definitely, well, he allows me to be uh, very versatile and forgiving, uh, if if I ever were to mess up, so uh, that's that's about my uh, percentage breakdown seventy five twenty five. Fair enough. I mean, burning question though: Did you actually role play the ULGY, or did you just fuck it up? <laughs> All right, I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that plays into exactly what you're saying. Like it allows you to make mistakes and turn it into like a fun character moment that actually is become like a little iconic it's great oh yeah yeah i i mean it's been nothing but perfect for uh or i guess in a, in a lot of different ways <laughs> well i'm glad we could finally clear that up our next question uh we're already changing things up here because lord deathquake has got a two-parter but the first one's coming at griff griff did you foresee that adamantine tankard playing such a big role when you gave it to him in book one was it possibly intentional looking at all of the DR slash adamantine in book two? It was 100% intentional, and I'll tell you why. I was hoping you would use it in book one against all of the animated objects that had hardness, which would have been bypassed by the adamantine. It felt like, you know, I didn't want to handhold you guys, but it felt like it took a little while before... Uh, Ikmer was consistently using this in situations where it could overcome DR. I definitely wanted to put something adamantine in there early on. Those animated objects at, you know, level three are such a slog. Tough. And so I, I wanted to give you guys an option. And I thought it was a good moment for Ikmer, so I gave it to him. All right, uh, second half of this question is coming back to Brooks. How much has that cup changed Ick's life? Uh, furthermore, without it, would he have fallen to Matumbe's teetotaling ways? Would he even still be alive? All right. Well, um, the the bar scene where he actually got that was very, very nice in the perspective of what Ikmer's experienced Overall. One of my favorite early uh, in this campaign, uh, Ikmer roleplay moments. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so the, he he received a gift, and he was included by uh, Zokar into his bar, and and was 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 treated very very well. And I think that that was uh, how it definitely changed his life. Would he have fallen to Matumbe's ways of, of tea without? No, I don't think so. I think he would have gone to like water and maybe some sort of adi- like lemon additive. <laughs> Is this another Brooks moment? <laughs> Teetotaling, Brooks, not, <laughs> not tea drinking. Exactly. But it would have been just too much work for Ikmer, really. Um, and so, no, he wouldn't have. Would he still be alive? I think Griffin put it very well with the uh, slogging of, like through hardness that, yes, I think he would be alive, maybe not quite as well, just because he would have to have taken more damage or whatever, trying to hit things with definite hardness. Going forward, though, 
definitely needs to be aware that it is there. I think the best part about it, in my opinion, with these combats, where it comes into play, is that Ikmer has, and, and Brooks, you as a player, have taken a pretty strong stance against him using power attack, even though it's like free to you with the world of square rules. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it. And that, when you're sword and board, and you're using a long sword against something with DR or hardness, it makes it very difficult to chip away because, yeah, you can hit a couple times, but without power attack, you're not really breaking through. So the tankard has given Ikmer kind of an opportunity to stick to his guns in a way, but still break through that DR with multiple attacks and and do it in a... Like, you wouldn't want a power attack with the tankard because you have that big improvised weapon penalty. And mm-hmm. so that would take that even further and you'd be like a plus two or three to hit. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. Bipolar Pop-Tart asks, if they found a Smithy that could handle it, do you think it would be able to give up the tanker to have it reworked into a more easily handled weapon? Great fucking question. Fantastic. As uh, this one's, this one's a very easy to answer as a player and uh, playing the character. As a player, yes, absolutely. Uh, makes 100% sense. It's way more efficient. And uh, yeah, he's actually able to use it at his full bonus. As a character, absolutely not. Would he change it out for anything else? This was a gift from Zokar. It was, it, it, it holds sentimental value and on top of all of that how is he uh, supposed to drink for free at Zokar's bar uh, if <laughs> he doesn't have it do a sword <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a, that's a very fair point like uh, you can't put a price on how much booze you could drink for free <laughs> uh, Lord Deathquake asks when will Ick give up on his sword and go full into improvised weapon feats well that is another very, very good question. I, I like it a lot based on how he definitely needs to use the tankard in the future. And because he has bodyguard just about to its fullest or to its fullest, I haven't looked at the feet tree in a little bit, but he'll have to make that decision. Um, it might not be too far away. All right. Good to know. Yeah, and I think... If you were to go that route, kind of tangentially related to the previous question, I would definitely allow you to put bonuses on the tankard. If you wanted to make the tankard a plus one flaming tankard to take your uh, to take your one fifty one shots out. Of. Oh my god, that's that'd be great. It, it would be pretty pretty fun. Pretty fun to like find something kind of like really out there <laughs> to put on. Probably be cold, if anything. Oh, yeah, oh. Make, it a, make it a plus one frost <laughs> yeah. tankard. It's a, you always got a frosty bev. The mountains are always blue. It's like the <laughs> uh, it's like those uh, those glasses that are like double thickness, and there's a little bit of a uh, there's a little bit of a void in between yeah, them. It's a Yeti cooler, yeah, because like, and then some of them are have liquid in there, and you put them in the freezer, and that liquid freezes, and there's like ice going around your drink, mm. um, mm-hmm. something like that. Lord Deathquake asks. Wait, I just read that question. Fuck. Uh, Alex Giordano asks, 
seeing as Ick apparently shops at Hot Topic, which Evanescent song wakes him up, wakes him up inside? And he did put that second one in uh, parentheses. I can't wake up. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it, it very much so depends. Uh, I, I think that there's definitely a time after Ikmer's uh, been to Zokar's that Matumbe, uh, he's going to call up Matumbe. Matumbe has to tell him, hey, call me when you're sober. And a lot of times, uh, well, he'll have to get uh, brought back to life after he definitely drinks too much. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, he, he goes under after drinking too much and then gets brought back to life. Now, it's not necessarily an Evanescent song, but I definitely see um, the the Seether song featuring Amy Lee, Broken. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be one more uh, constantly playing in his head. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one more encounter with the Rust Monsters. Because I'm broken. Oh, that song fucking sucks. Uh, You know, if you're saying that uh, Igmer's Amy Lee, then I guess Matumbe is the guy that raps all of this time. I can't believe I couldn't see. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's a a very high Patreon tier to uh, hear Brooks and I, Brooks and I's rendition of that song in character. Oh, boy. For... For what they're probably going to get out of it from my voice, it should be a very low $2 tier. We're actually going to make a tier that's lower than $2. The $1 tier. You have to lower your donation to $1. And then we force you to listen to this. Okay. Our very last uh, lightning round question for our good buddy Brooks comes from none other than Bear Claire. Brooks, who's a gooder boy? Beaker or Werewolfic? Man, uh, can't play can't play sides on this one. It's 100% Beaker, and uh, based on my reasoning, I think it's uh, kind of kind of obvious um, because I know for a fact Ikmer is none of these. Uh, he's definitely not cuddly. He is definitely not soft, and uh, well, Beaker is always happy. So. And sober. That too. Well, actually, he really likes beer, so every once in a while... Don't say that on <laughs> Don't say that. If a spill happens on the coffee table, that is the only time. But he does... like He oddly likes the smell of it, and definitely... Yeah. Doesn't mind. I, I imagine there's some freaks on the internet who uh, thinks Werewolfic would be a very good boy. Um, <laughs> save that for another episode. All right, you you succeeded your reflex save, Brooks. Thank you for uh, subjecting yourself to this barrage of questions. Uh, Before we get out of here, I want to do a group question for us. In a traditional sense. So this one comes from CSE Kevin. Um, This is Zone of Truth question. What do you guys want for Christmas? This episode's dropping the 23rd. I think we all celebrate in some way, shape, or form. And uh, what'd you guys ask for? I asked for a resin 3D printer, which I should be receiving in two days, I suppose. Mm, very nice. Yeah, gonna gonna punch out some uh, some HLP dice. Ooh, Ooh, I like the sound of that. Brooks, how about you? What do you got on that Christmas list? Well, uh, there's a a couple of things, but I think the the most fun ticket item and very uh, pertaining to this episode is uh, an electric grinder, 
uh, coffee grinder. Mm. So this is like the ones that you see in the in the coffee shops and everything like that. So it's uh, fairly expensive, fairly bulky, but extremely consistent on the grind size. Um, it's it'll it's best used uh, in the new apartment where there's a little bit more space. So yeah, wish I had one of those at middle school dances. <laughs> You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And you guys were probably wondering why I have this notebook in front of me. Surprise for you guys. I actually have my Christmas list right here. Oh, boy. Yep. Uh, so I have a new laptop bag because mine is falling apart. I like the messenger bag style. I need something to put my work laptop in. Exciting. Going back and forth. That's Ooh, really cool. Bag. Uh, I need new running shoes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I also need some new weightlifter gloves. Um, because mine are falling apart. And then uh, for fun, there are two different uh, varietals of Lego TIE Fighter that are out right now that I want. So I asked for those as well. Wow. What I, I'm, I'm why guessing... are you single? <laughs> I can't imagine why. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing those uh, those running shoes and weightlifting gloves are from high school because they probably don't get a ton of use. Brooks, I'm fucking jacked. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, I had a whole lot of fun today. Um, you guys all succeeded your will save. Congratulations, Brooks. I really didn't think you were going to make it. And I wasn't sure if I was going to make it with all this goddamn coffee we drank. Yeah, I got to piss real bad. Heart's about to explode. Um, but this is really only the beginning of our day. Yep. We're going to record a little something after this. Is that right, Griff? It's called an evil interlude. And it comes to you once every two months. So when now. is this one's going to drop? This one will drop, I believe, right at the end of the month. 31st. So refresh your feeds this uh, this New Year's Eve. You know, last time we had a Zone of Truth, I was asking you, what might be happening? And you said you hadn't planned it out yet. Want to give our listeners a little teaser? Prison break. Fucking prison break. Fantastic. I'm one of a, a great Nicolas Cage movie. You might find a Nicolas Cage-esque character in there. <laughs> that would make me so happy. All right. We got to record that. So it's time to sign off. Brooks, thank you for coming on. Um, as always, listeners, you can reach out to him on, on the Discord or wherever our social media presences are if you want to hear a little bit more about coffee or some of the things we talked about today. Um, any final words for the fans before you get out of here, Brooks? No, uh, I think that's about it. We'll uh, we'll post a picture of the of the tat, and uh, I thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. All right, Man, well, thanks for being here. While you take your shirt off and I take out my uh, my camera, Griffin, what do you want to say to the people at home? Guys, I really got to pee, so let's finish our drinks because <laughs> I'll see you in two weeks. Later. Later.